so glad you've joined us on the ERLC podcast to explore how the Bible addresses important cultural issues pertaining to life, religious liberty, marriage and family, and human dignity, and how we can walk in wisdom for God's glory and for the flourishing of our neighbors. If you're enjoying this podcast and find it helpful, please leave a review wherever you listen. This will help more people find and benefit from what we're learning together. We are grateful for the time you take to join us for these conversations. Welcome back to another episode of Weekly Tech, a technology and ethics podcast focused on navigating this digital age with wisdom. Weekly Tech is a project of the Ethics and Religious Liberty Commission, and I'm your host, Jason Thacker. As always, alongside this podcast, we also have the Weekly Tech newsletter that you can sign up to receive each Monday morning, which is designed to help you think deeply about the pressing technology issues of the day and also to stay up to date on the latest technology news. You can subscribe now at jasonthacker.com slash weeklytech. In today's episode, I'm joined by my friend, Dr. Derek Sherman, who's a professor of computer science at Calvin University, and we talk about his work in computer science from a faith perspective. Dr. Sherman has worked in the industry for several years as an electrical engineer and then later completed a PhD in electrical engineering from McMaster University in the area of robotics and computer vision. Besides his technical research, he's also taught and written about the Christian perspective on technology and computer science, including his latest work, Shaping a Digital World, Faith, Culture, and Computer Technology from IVP Press. He has taught computer science at Redeemer University College in Ontario, Dort College in Iowa, and currently a professor of computer science at Calvin University in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And now let's join our conversation. Well, Dr. Sherman, thank you so much for joining us here on Weekly Tech. To get started, can you tell us a little bit about your background and yourself and then what got you started in the world of computer science? Yeah, well, thanks for having me, first of all. And uh, I appreciate the voice that you bring to the to the dialogue on, on faith and technology. My own story kind of begins, at least to, in terms of my interest in computing in, in the early 1980s, which was uh, about the time that the first microcomputers were making their way into people's homes. And uh, I was a young teenager at that time. I'm giving away my age somewhat now, but uh, my very first computer I bought with my paper route money was a Timex Sinclair ZX81. To those who were around in that era might recognize that. It was a, a small computer, had one kilobyte of RAM. You plugged it into your television to use it as a monitor. It had a cheesy membrane keyboard and uh, you stored and loaded your programs from an audio tape cassette. And uh, it sounds very primitive, but uh, that technology that was beginning to emerge at that time captured my imagination. Um, of course, I, I wasn't able to anticipate all the ways that it would eventually change us, but I, I saw the possibilities and it excited me and I delighted in learning to code and connecting my computer to various devices in my bedroom. And uh, I was a, a hobbyist. And, uh, and that eventually um, made me choose engineering as a, as a course of study. And I studied electrical engineering at a very large engineering school. And, uh, and then from there went on to work for a small high-tech company and delighted in solving technical challenges and with the technical toolbox that I had built. 
But uh, around that time, after a number of years of being in industry, I still recall sitting in a cubicle farm and wondering, you know, what does my faith really have to say about my technical work? I was uh, born and raised in a Christian home, went to Christian school uh, and uh, a secular sort of college that trained me very, very well technically. But I began to realize there was somewhat of a disconnect between you know, my, my delight in technology and my work, which I, I had tremendous satisfaction in doing and which I delighted, and yeah, my, my relationship with Jesus Christ and, and understanding how those two fit together, connecting the dots was something that had not been a part of my post-secondary education and began to gnaw at me more and more. And so uh, basically that's, that's um, how the whole pursuit of thinking about faith and technology started for me. And, uh, and continues to this day. I know one thing that I really appreciate about your work is uh, how thoughtful you are when you approach a lot of these intersections between Christian philosophy and technology, uh, Christian theology and our faith and how these things intersect. And we'll link to it in the show notes for listeners, but Dr. Sherman wrote a really helpful book about shaping the digital world uh, that I definitely recommend folks to pick up because it kind of encapsulates a lot of the things that we'll talk about here on the podcast today. Um, but Dr. Sherman, can you give a brief kind of foundation about how Christians understand a philosophy of technology and how computer technology fits into the larger biblical story? Yeah, that's a. I mean, that that's a really good question. That's basically the question I was wrestling with in the cubicle farm as a young twenty-something engineer. And it's not a new question. Uh, the the question goes back to early church history. I mentioned this at the beginning of my book as well this fellow named Tertullian, who was an early church father, who, who posed the question, you know, what does Athens have to do with Jerusalem? And that question was basically encapsulating the idea of what does uh, Athens, the, which represented culture, have to do with faith, which was represented by Jerusalem? What do culture and faith have to do with each other? And of course, you know, a, a modern rendition of that question is what do faith and technology have to do with each other? And I think a really helpful place to start is, is some of the things that come out of a philosophy of technology, and that's um, the understanding that technology is not neutral. And I think that there's a lot of secular writers who've been very helpful in this regard. You, you can go back even decades and find writers like Marshall McLuhan and, uh, and, and others who have basically written about you know, how media changes us, how media changes society. I think of uh, the book, uh, Amusing Ourselves to Death, which I think was very prophetic in a lot of ways. And, and if that is true, um, then the question is, you know, what is a Christian response to that? How do we live responsibly in that, that cultural arena? And, uh, and of course, the answer for a Christian is that our life begins with, uh, with God's word and an understanding of that. And of course, you can't quickly grab a Bible concordance or dictionary and look up the word computer. Um, that, that won't work, of course. So how to properly apply a lens of scripture to, to our modern life is an important question in terms of how we respond as Christians. And I found it really helpful um, to think about um, the biblical story as a whole, you know, creation, fall, redemption, and these, these biblical themes and their implications for our work in technology. And I can quickly sketch that, you know, very quickly. Creation, I think, um, uh, gives us an understanding of who we are, being made in God's image, and how we're distinct from the, the non-human world. 
I think we can understand technology as being part of the latent potential in creation. You know, it's it's part of um, the possibilities in creation that God uh, built right from the beginning. Um, I think creation gives us a, a, a framework for understanding uh, the place of technology. And of course, near the, the beginning, the human family fell into sin, and that has had you know, tremendous uh, implications for all human uh, parts of human life, including technology. The whole creation is groaning, and so are our technical tools. We can see how technology uh, can misshape things and structures in society, uh, some of the implications of, of sin. Also, in terms of uh, the human heart, you know, we put our trust in technology and how technology can be an idol. Um, and so sin, I think, helps us to understand what's wrong with the world. And of course, the, the, the wonderful good news, the gospel of Jesus Christ, who, you know, in Colossians 1, we read that, you know, all things were created for him and in him and through him and for him. And that all things, I think, is really exciting to think about, that, that Christ's uh, redemption has certainly personal implications. You know, it's it's about our personal relationship with Jesus, but it's also a cosmic vision of restoring all things. And uh, there is a former professor here at Calvin University uh, where I teach who wrote, nothing matters but the kingdom, but because of the kingdom, everything matters. And I think it's that grand sort of cosmic perspective of, of salvation that, that, can, uh, that can help inform our work in the wider area of culture. Um, and of course, we're called to be agents of reconciliation. Uh, the tagline uh, motto at Calvin University is to think deeply and to act justly and to live wholeheartedly as agents of redemption for Jesus Christ. And uh, that comes right out of 2 Corinthians 5, right? We're called to be agents of reconciliation. And I think uh, technology is one important human area where lots of reconciliation needs to be established in terms of how we relate to our tools and how we direct our tools and, and, and whatnot. So the biblical story, I think, provides a, a wonderful framework for understanding ourselves uh, and God and our responsibility in also in particular spheres like the you know, engineering and computer science. Yeah, I think that's a really important way to address it. It's kind of part of that larger kind of meta narrative or that larger biblical story because it helps you to understand who God is, who we are as created in his image. And then what is technology? What's its purpose? What's its use? How are we to wield and use these tools? But as you wisely mentioned, sin enters the picture. Uh, there's a lot of uh, difficulties, uses, and abuses of these tools to manipulate to uh, that we seek to idolize often or we use to take advantage of other uh, image bearers. And so as one who spent a number of years in computer science and a number of years studying and writing about the philosophy of technology, what are some of the pressing questions or issues in the field of computer science and technology that you think we as the church need to be thinking about uh, from a Christian perspective? Well, I, I think what's what's interesting is that in recent years, many of these issues have become more mainstream concerns. I think we've become more aware of how our tools have been shaping or misshaping different parts of our of our world. Um, I think one that immediately comes to my mind, and no doubt comes to mind for many of your listeners, is you know the whole state of social media about misinformation and disinformation and about. Uh, you know, how, how social media shapes the way we see ourselves and we relate and how we relate to others. I think of, 
you know, the timely topic that's uh, the subject matter of your your recent book, Artificial Intelligence and Machine Learning, are, of course, huge, uh, ongoing, rapidly developing areas in computer science that have uncovered a, a treasure trove of possibilities in, in creation. I, you know, I see these things all as coming out of creational possibilities. And the question is, you know, how do we how do we wield these things in a responsible manner? Um, and of course, as uh, as you know, there's all kinds of ways that that uh, machine learning and artificial intelligence can promote injustice, and uh, can be used in ways that uh, pervert or distort the ways that we're intended to, to to relate to each other and to the world. And on the other hand, there's tremendous possibilities for for flourishing, for 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 helping, for showing love to our neighbor, for caring for the earth. So um, those things, you know, that uh, what I often mention to my students that you know the question of is technology bad or good is is not really an appropriate question. The question is, you know, as something you know that has its basis in God's good creation, how are we how are we unfolding it? How are we directing it? So you know, technology not only has a structure based in creation, but it has a direction, and that's that's how we respond to God. That's how we. Um, you know, live corum deo, you know, to use the Latin phrase, you know, we live before the face of God and, and everything we do is a response to him, including, including in our technical work. And then finally, you know, um, I could go on, but there's issues of increasing uh, concerns over privacy and personal information. These sorts of things, I think, are areas that technology has um, has brought up new questions about and where new norms need to be thought about and established. Um, that's the other thing about creation and, you know, the, the way that we, we, we use it and apply it is that there's always consequences when we go against uh, the grain of, of, of creation. Um, and so what we need to do is discern uh, what are appropriate ways to unfold these things, um, to answer basically our calling to 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 love God and our neighbor. So there's lots of work to do, and often I think these problems come about not only because you know people are are uh, putting profit or power ahead of other things, but but also because the the developments are so rapid that it's hard to um, to step back and have some of the careful. Um, thought, thoughtful work that needs to be done before we unleash uh, some of the some of the possibilities that are, you know, becoming uh, more and more uh, possible these days. Yeah, to dig in a little bit on that, I know as a professor at a Christian university who teaches computer science, and you teach a lot of these kind of technical traits. How are you forming and shaping your students and teaching them to think wisely and biblically about technological production and about how technology is not really neutral? How are you kind of instilling that worldview in your students, even if from a technical perspective? Yeah, that's a really good question. So at Calvin University and many other Christian colleges that, that take their, their tasks seriously, we, we pursue every discipline and every area uh, through the light of Scripture uh, and in a way that's informed by Christian thought. And uh, computer science is no exception. And of course, if you were to begin with the, uh, with the idea that technology is neutral, that would take away all responsibility of the designers. You'd say, wow, you know, technology is just a neutral tool. It's up to the user to use it in an appropriate way. And I think uh, you begin um, understanding your responsibility by understanding that, yeah, that as a designer of technology, as a programmer, as a computer scientist, the tools that we build 
have ethical, justice, economic, social, historical, cultural implications, um, and and not just technical ones. And so, uh, so first of all, in our program, we we have that biblical story is sort of animating all of our subject areas. And we have a core program where students in computer science and engineering and every other discipline are required to take courses in uh, biblical thinking and philosophy in social sciences and uh, you know courses that address contemporary challenges and enduring questions, humanities, you know, and arts. Uh, and I think that reflects the reality of creation. Creation is multi-aspectual, right? I think one of the pitfalls in technical work, um, and in fact, this goes back to my own training uh, as an engineer. When I when I went to engineering school, I took almost all technical courses, and then a uh, you know two or three arts electives kind of tacked on the end, which which weren't taken very seriously. And, uh, and, and that highly technical focus, I think, can lead to a kind of tunnel vision if you're not careful. And so, uh, so not only do we have this framework of the biblical story kind of animating why and, and, and how we pursue different subject areas, we also do that through uh, an understanding of, of the diversity in creation and that computer scientists also need to have some social and philosophical and ethical and historical understanding uh, because what they're doing has, you know, tremendous cultural implications. And uh, and finally, I think, and, and th this is important as well, I think many Christian universities are beginning to realize that we also need to be shaping people, right? So not to just see students as brains on a stick, but as uh, as disciples that need to be equipped. And, uh, and so spiritual formation in the classroom and in the co-curricular activities of a of a thoughtful Christian college, you'll find lots of uh, efforts going into also shaping a kind of person, and our computer scientists are part of that. So lots of different ways that we seek to be faithful in taking 2,000 years of Christian social thought and applying them to modern areas like engineering and computer science. And, uh, and if I'm completely honest with you, it wasn't until I began teaching at a Christian college that I began to be able to articulate things uh, like this much better. I would have benefited myself from having attended a Christian college uh, to not only have the technical toolbox that I that I gained, but also so that I wouldn't find myself in a cubicle farm a few years later on wondering how I connect the dots. And that's um, that's something that we hope to equip our students to, uh, to be thoughtful about right in their education. Yeah, that's one thing that I really do appreciate about Calvin is kind of that holistic approach. And we see that through a number of Christian universities throughout the nation. But you're even seeing in secular universities the installment of ethics programs, of having like an intro to ethics, of understanding some of the implications of these tools, not only from their design, but their influence and their use and the ways that they're help, they're shaping for good and for ill um, our society at large and not even just Christian communities but one of the things I wanted to ask you specifically about, I guess asked this question all the time when I talk about technology, ethics, AI, often I'm asked, well, what do church leaders do? How should we go about equipping the people in our churches to be thinking rightly about technology? Um, I kind of have my own thoughts on the question and often answer, but I wanted to kind of check with you as one who's trained in computer science. I come more from a philosophical, theological, and ethical background to these questions. But as one who's trained in computer science and electrical engineering, 
What would you say to a pastor or a church leader who's saying, how do I help my people think rightly about technology without maybe getting lost in some of the weeds of the technical aspects that they may not have any category for, but how do they think biblically about those tools? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. Um, and I think, you know, let's be frank, a lot of uh, a lot of pastors are not most, are probably not equipped as computer scientists or to engage some of the nuances of machine learning and whatnot. And, uh, but what they can offer, uh, which I think is essential, is to help shape people who understand that, uh, you know, that all of their life, uh, to use this phrase again, is lived quorum Deo, before the faith of God, before the face of God, and, uh, and to see their work, um, and not just their worship, but their worship extending to their work and their everyday lives and their communities and with their neighbors and with their families, and in the public square and in the workplace as flowing out of their faith. And I think more importantly, uh, and I've become convicted of this more myself uh, in recent years, is understanding how spiritual disciplines and practices, um, how essential they are to equipping uh, people to be effective uh, in their work and in their uh, engagements with the with the wider world. I think one of the things about technology is just how ubiquitous it is and how it shapes our habits and rituals every day. We have a philosopher here at Calvin University named Jamie Smith who's written a lot about the power of habit and ritual and you know secular liturgies that shape us or misshape us in 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 profound ways that these repeated habits have a way of pointing our heart in a particular direction, of painting a picture of, of the good life and of, of pointing our hearts towards certain things. Um, you know, going back to St. Augustine, you know, it, it, it's not just what we know, but it's what we love that's important. And how do you shape your loves? And I think technology has a powerful way of bringing in habits and rituals and what you might call liturgies. Uh, that can have powerful misshaping kind of potential, right? You know, when you think about the compulsion with personal uh, smartphones and whatnot and Netflix and, and, and how these technologies have, uh, uh, have a capability of shaping us or misshaping us in, in, in particular ways. And I think the church can not only, you know, help us understand what it means to live faithfully as a disciple of Jesus in every area of life, but also equip us with understanding the practices, the disciplines um, that that will help us to be uh, better disciples as well. And uh, that's an area where I'm uh, I'm also still growing, and uh, I think is one that uh, the church is uh, well equipped to uh, to help everyone with. Yeah, I agree on that. One of the things that I want to do is we kind of round out our time today on the podcast was asking you, what are some next steps or next uh, kind of resources that you would recommend for folks to pick up outside of your really helpful book, which I want to make sure we link in the show notes, uh, Shaping a Digital World, Faith, Culture, and Computer Technology, which I found really helpful in a lot of my work. Outside of your book, is there any books or resources that you might recommend for folks to pick up to dig a little bit deeper and to kind of see how these technologies and to use the language of kind of Christian discipleship are discipling us, they're shaping us, um, and how we can kind of recover a Christian vision in that? Yeah, I think, uh, you know, getting to the topic of how technology shapes us, probably the best book I've read on that topic is Andy Crouch's The TechWise Family. 
And uh, I'm really grateful for the friendly, accessible style that he uses. Um, and, you know, some of the guidelines that he, he provides in that book, I would highly recommend it if you're thinking about the place of technology in, in your own life. Um, one of the recurring themes in that book is, you know, how do we put technology in its place? And I think that's a, a real practical guide. I think for people working in technology, there, 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 there's a number of really helpful books that have come out. One that I've, uh, that I've appreciated, From the Garden to the City by John Dyer, I think is, uh, is a helpful book that also shows you how to see technology within the biblical story. And then it's more academic, but it recently came out uh, from IVP. Uh, it's by a professor from Regent College, Craig Gay, and it's titled Modern Technology and the Human Future, a Christian Appraisal. But I think that there's some very, very helpful thinking in that book for understanding uh, technology through, through the eyes of faith. And I, I found it very helpful as well. And then I, I might add, there are organizations that also Christians who are professionals can get involved in. Um, there's the American Scientific Affiliation, which uh, is a group of Christians who work in science. There is the Christian Engineering Society, uh, where there's a lot of Christian engineering educators who are part of that. There's the Association of Christians in the Mathematical Sciences, where a lot of Christian computer scientists from many, many Christian colleges um, fellowship and share with each other. Um, so there, there, there's also uh, organizations uh, outside of the church where, where Christians can encourage each other and help each other in their professional and vocational areas, to name a few. Yeah, I definitely – we'll make sure to link to all of those resources that Dr. Sherman mentioned uh, in the show notes so you can grab those. Well, Dr. Sherman, thank you so much for joining us here on Weekly Tech. I'm really grateful for your work and for your book and the way that you are helping to shape and form future computer scientists and engineers and developers and thinking about these things through a Christian perspective. Yeah, thank you so much for, for hosting me. And if there's any young folks out there thinking about pursuing computer science, I'd encourage you to check out your local Christian university as, as an option for learning not only how to build your technical toolbox, but to, to, to be able to do that through, through the lens of scripture and understand what, that, what the implications are as a Christian who's desiring to work in that area. Well, from all of us here at Weekly Tech, I want to say thank you for listening. If you enjoy Weekly Tech, would you consider leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app? These reviews really help us to know how we're doing and also help to share the word about Weekly Tech with others. As a reminder, you can connect with Dr. Sherman, learn more about his work, as well as the recommended resources from earlier in the show notes. You can also sign up to receive the Weekly Tech email briefing each Monday morning, which is designed to help you to think deeply about the pressing technology issues of our day from a Christian perspective, as well as to stay up to date on the top technology news. You can subscribe at jasonthacker.com slash weeklytech. Thank you, and I hope you have a great week. 